Welcome to Justice Losers podcast. I feel like it's way too loud. All that the time. was really loud. That, like... <laughs> I mean, it fixes it once it normalizes. Right. Anyway, anyway. welcome to Ju- nah, blah, 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 blah. Nah. that's yep. That's Preston forgot to start the timer. God, it is man. It's always that. It is so correlated. Stopwatch. Stop with your paper rustling. That's a delightful sound. <laughs> I mean, it's, is it like thunder? <laughs> He's so happy. <laughs> How long have we been recording? I don't even so know. So long. You can, I can, I can figure craft out some this, mess. Craft mess this, this into a red hot cold open. Anyway. Welcome to Justice Losers, a podcast where we talk about pop culture media, namely movies, TVs, and comics. I'm your host, Preston. Join as always by my delightful co-host, Batman. Batman. What should people do, Batman? People should. What are they supposed to do again? Tell a friend. That's, that's right. That's the thing. <laughs> I legitimately forgot. one hundred percent sure you would remember this. <laughs> I remembered it yesterday. Forgot oh, about it right man. now, and I blanked, and you put me on the spot. I wasn't expecting <laughs> it. Now I'm gonna cry. Uh, <sighs> tell a friend. Yep. Tell two friends. Tell three friends. Don't tell four, though. That, at that point, it just sounds like we're paying you. Clingy. It becomes clingy. Yeah. It becomes... Gets... But if you tell your three friends to tell three friends, you're technically telling nine friends, which is not clingy. It's strategy. There you go. Very There's a little, like, point yeah. thing that was weird. Mm-hmm. I should stop using my hands. It's not like people can see this. Ah, uh, look at this. You don't, you don't know what I'm doing to the audience right now. I'm flipping you off. He's flipping off the audience. <laughs> I'm flipping <laughs> off the, the speakers that are in front of us. Yep. Anyway, uh, I have no news uh matt do you have any news i have a couple of news items oh um, i see your news and i do know that i have news it's okay the same news <laughs> yeah so because our last time we recorded got messed up we haven't talked on air yet about the fact that jj abrams is taking over star wars episode nine because jj abrams colin javara left and jj abrams is back in jj abrams you J.J. know abrams. i think we talked i think we might have talked about it Oh, no, we talked about it in, in person and or in person, like we're not in person right now. We talked about it on our own and I talked about how he's done good movies like Star Trek, not remembering that he did episode seven. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, he's got a good track record. I think he could do a good Star Wars movie. Yeah. You know, he seems like just the sort of breath of fresh air that this Star Wars universe needs. <laughs> I wonder if he's always wanted to do a Star Wars movie. Do you think he has? It's, it, it seems like it could be his deep ambition. And Star Trek was just like, you know, it's close. I'm an idiot. Anyway, so yeah, no, I think it's just going to be good. Yeah, he's a solid director. And I think Lucasfilm knows what they're doing at this point. And mm. so I hope he doesn't. I hope he knows kind of the problem with seven where it was just like too much like four or he might just I mean, it all kind of like lies on Last Jedi. Yeah. Which, from what I understand, it sounds like they did listen to the problems, and that mm-hmm. this one is going to be substantially different. From it seems we've very, before. very different. Any yeah. plot, any, any plot element I got from any of the trailers is very different from yeah. Empire. Uh, I saw recently Domhnall Gleeson, who plays General Hux, came out and said, "Yeah, I got the script, and I was like, wow, this is really interesting. This is not what I was expecting. Good. And so that good, sort good, of good, stuff good, makes good, me good. very excited. Cool." Um, I saw, I'm going to steal your thunder on the next one. No. Uh, the Punisher trailer came out. Yes, it did. Uh, it looks very just kind of stereotypical action-y to me. 
Yeah, it it looks fine. It's a lot of people the... like some people are saying this is the greatest TV trailer of all time. Oh my god, I that's was a little pushing it. Yeah, <laughs> it was fine. It's and... got the stereotypical gunshots matched with drum hits. Yep, that everyone does now. Yep, and you got to have metal music because yep. it's Punisher. Yep, yeah, I mean, it, it, I'm sure it's going to be good. It, it looks like it's going to be awesome. Just yeah. the trailer didn't like really give me chills or anything. Yeah. So yeah, still no release date. They're still kind of being ambiguous with when it's coming out. Yep. Um, there was a little 701 flashed across the screen at the end of the trailer. Mm-hmm. Uh, people are speculating that that's mirror image of 10-7. So right. that's coming up in a week. I think Netflix came out and said that that's not going to be it. Okay. But A, that could be misdirection. B, it could be misremembering. Yeah, I think I paused it and there's a lot of numbers in there. I think the, the date might be in there. I just feel I just have a hunch that it's in there somewhere. It's possible. Someone's got to find it. I still think they should do the three thing. <laughs> that would be so good. Yeah. It's just like blank, blank, blank three, 2017. And just every in two days and then in 12 days, everyone just loses their shit. Yep. <laughs> All right. Okay. Um, do you read anything, see anything, watch anything, do anything? at yeah, all I've, recently i've mostly just been sitting on the couch staring at the wall blankly no that's not true uh, I, I fisk <laughs> <laughs> got me there no i uh i saw a couple movies this weekend i saw uh Babel, which was oh i've heard that i've heard about that yeah i've been um well i really like the the three amigos uh guillermo del toro alfonso cuaron and alejandro Iñárritu. I think they're all really good directors, and so I've hmm. kind of been slowly trying to work through their filmographies. And so okay. this this one's in Yuri too. It's got Brad Pitt and Kate Blanchett and uh, Gael Garcia Bernal, who I really really like. Okay, and it's kind of a complicated stories from different places around the world, all kind of connect in weird ways. Gotcha. And it's interesting and ambitious and good, but not like a brilliant movie. I think. Okay. So there's that. What's the other movie you watched? Uh, the Men Who Stare at Goats, because you uh, you watched it. Yes, I did. I was going to be more subtle about it, and I had a plan to segue into our topic today, but continue. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I saw it, and I was like, okay. Because I remember when it came out, and I was like, oh, that looks fun. And then I just never got around to seeing it. Yeah. And uh, it, it's a cool concept and a great cast. And I was like, man, that looks really good. And then I watched it, and I was like, that was kind of boring. Yeah. I enjoyed it a lot. Oh, well. I've been I've been kind of working like trying to trucking through my uh my movie watch list. Audience, I don't want to hear you bitching at me about the lack of movies I've seen. I hear it from Matt all the time. Mm-hmm. I just want to say through from the ages of about maybe seven to eight, seventeen, eighteen, the only movies that I've seen that I saw in that time frame was Star Wars and Lord of the Rings. Just all the time. I can fucking quote those movies all the way through. <laughs> but I I have seen so few movies. Uh, movies. Movies. Um, I started with... Uh, oh, shit. What did I start? Oh, I started with... Um, God damn it. Blade Runner. Uh, Which pre- is good. In preparation, in preparation for uh, Blade Runner 2049. Which is getting good reviews, it sounds like. And then I followed that up with watching the three uh, short films. The three short... Oh, like the prequels? Yeah, the prequel short films. No, I haven't gotten around to seeing. Okay, yet. yeah. Uh, the first one is kind of weird just because it's a it's an um, animation one, okay. animated. The guy who directed it clearly does anime. Mm. Um, the oh, I can very vaguely remember the second one, but the third one's really good. It's it's actually kind of cool because the third one actually does have Jared Leto in it. 
Okay. Lido. 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 <laughs> it's a. Uh, it's got him in it, and it's so this one was a little bit higher budget. Actually, had the. This was probably more like hands on with yeah. the director to make sure this t- ties directly into the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, they were actually really good. It was cool. You're there. I don't know if it's like just supplementary or like required to understand what's going on i really hope it's not required because um, i'm opposed to if they mention to go on youtube to watch if parts they of the movie. if they mention the blackout in the movie then it's probably going to have been necessary to see the see the prequels mm. just because the first one is about the blackout i won't talk about it anymore just because they're actually really good i think you guys should see them um watch that watched uh the accountant which Matt was kind of amused that I caught this twist at the end, like really, really early on. Yep, I'm very proud of it. <laughs> just it's the foreshadowing. I'm yeah, good no, at catching that shit. He's good at that. Yeah. Um. Then I saw Men Who Stare at Goats, like mm-hmm. him. I'm gonna get into that. You're gonna get into that. I'm goat. gonna get into that goat. Stare at it so hard. I changed it from sexual to topical. <laughs> That's probably um, good. And then I saw Mission Impossible. Yeah, Mission Impossible One and Two. Those two movies gave me the idea to, to for a topic for later mm-hmm. to do movies that are very like that embody very clearly the era that they were in because the first one is very very nineties, mm-hmm. the second one is very very early two thousands. Yep, and I think I think the trend continues through the whole franchise. I will so, see. I will yeah. let you know if they do. <laughs> okay, but uh, yeah. So menu stare at goats. I don't want to talk about the movie, but I want to talk about the fact that I loved it and Matt hated it. I did not hate Matt, it. Matt, why are you so dick? <laughs> <laughs> um, because my name is Richard and children are cruel. Nice, 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 nice reference. Thank you. Nice me saying nice about four times in a row without saying the words. Um, so uh, today's topic is attempt number two at the general Hollywood episode, whereas we'll probably actually have a, two two parts to it we might actually have a guest next week Mm -hmm. um hopefully not gonna guilt him if he doesn't if you like (laughs) it's just timing so we're gonna have him this week but uh timing yeah scheduling's kind of a mess because we're all all college college students students. jinx so dang it now i'm in a soda yes (laughs) um so yeah no anyway uh this is uh part number two uh and i kind of want to start off with why like very like different tastes of movies uh specifically for us matt and i have very different tastes in music or music music too music too yeah uh, but movies movies that i enjoy uh he does not i think one of the good examples is kingsman yep most recent one yeah the uh, second one and i think for me specifically when i go into a movie that i'm not about to review for like this mm-hmm. i go for just to enjoy it I just, I want to enjoy it. I, I, I keep track of all the parts that are good about it and anything that's like, like that's bad or kind of questionable. I just like, I just brush it off. This feels like you're accusing me of going into a movie, wanting to tear it apart and nitpick it. Uh, well, I'm just going to, I'm just going to leave that up in the air. <laughs> Do you want well, to confirm or deny? I mean, well, I think in general, people sometimes don't actually really know how they think about things but i think that i think about movies that was a lot of thinking in <laughs> think-a, that think-a, 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 think-a. <laughs> i think that when i go into a movie even if i'm going to review it i'm just like i'm going to watch this movie i go in with an mm-hmm. open mind and i'm like i am fully prepared to enjoy this but if i don't okay that's what happens yeah i yeah i guess i'm just like way more or way less i'm open-minded and i'm also not i'm open-minded in that i will take in everything that's good but i'm also like i'm not going in just kind of yeah whatever happens happens i go in with the i spent money on it 
Mm-hmm. I, I took the effort. I spent the gas money. I took. I bought popcorn inevitably. Mm-hmm. I want to enjoy it. I'm there to enjoy it. I'm not there to see if it's good. Okay. If it's a movie that I want to see if it's good, I'll just wait till it's out on like Hulu or yeah. Netflix or something yeah, and see it or rent fair. it on Amazon. So that's probably just a difference for us is that I'm just like, I, I'm, I'm consciously wanting to enjoy these. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and I did that with it. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. It's not my favorite movie of the year, but it was certainly a pretty solid movie. Yeah. A lot of fun. Um, so, I mean, uh, kind of bleeding in like, just, well, that was a really good segue. Uh, what makes us, what makes us specifically, but kind of more generally, what do you think makes people want to go see movies in the theater? Well, I think people go to see movies in the theater if it's like, I think the for the average person who just goes to a couple movies a year, they are going to go see something probably big and splashy that looks exciting and not a terribly specific market. Or there's also, I think, a whole group of people that, I think this is especially applies to older people, uh, who will go to see one or two movies a year, but it's only things that are like very specific to their tastes. So, like I know, I know a few people like prune juice and dentures mm. and pinching people's cheeks, um, and applesauce. Yes, okay. These are their tastes. Okay, okay. These are all. <laughs> these are all only what old people are allowed to I'm, like. I'm not. I'm not even specifying like old old people here. Oh, but I am. Like I know. I know. Like I my know. parents. Yep. Oh snap! <laughs> just... Got him. <laughs> he just went there. But I think there's also, yeah, people that'll go to like one or two movies a year and maybe they really like war movies and so they'll go see Dunkirk or yeah. like American Sniper was the highest grossing movie of that year, I think. And that's just because there's so many people that are like, this is the one movie this year I'm going to go see. Yeah. I never um, actually saw American Sniper. It's good. Okay. It's one of the better war movies of recent years. Okay, I'll watch it when it's cheaper on or for free on Hulu or something. All right, makes sense. <laughs> um, to me, honestly, like for me specifically, I go for the experience, and I kind of explained this earlier. I go for the experience when I want to go see a movie, when I don't want to go. So I, I kind of clarify that it's a very. I rarely use this kind of clarification. There's a difference to me from seeing a movie and watching a movie. To I, explain, I watch a movie to review it like i'm watching Mm -hmm. it i'm watching it closely i'm finding things that are good finding things that are bad finding things that kind of just everything that we talk about in a Mm -hmm. movie to go see a movie i just want to go see it i want to go enjoy it Mm -hmm. um if i'm gonna go see a movie i'm typically gonna go to uh the more more worn are the theater we typically go to Mm -hmm. has the director suite which is i go to just for the experience grab a beer Mm -hmm. hang out with friends get a giant ass plate of nachos oh yeah i'm pretty sure i mentioned this in the last episode too (laughs) um but like it's that or there's very select cases where it's kind of a movie you have to see in the theaters like dunkirk yeah like you have to see i mean you don't have to it's but that's, it, it that's gives a, yeah 30 times more experience to it absolutely when you're seeing it in imax and you come out with your ears bleeding <laughs> but in the best possible way to me that's what i think theaters have always been is the is the experience of okay. going to see the movie uh with your friends like drive-ins mm-hmm. people 
the stereotype is people went to drive-ins, they never watched the movie, just made out in their car. That's kind of the. I mean, that's kind of the. I mean, people that is kind of the joke. Yeah, that's the joke, though. Is that yeah, you didn't watch a movie; you just made out in your car. Okay, I mean, it's like I the think, experience. Yeah, I think I think that's a good point. I think movie theaters definitely are selling like the experience of going to oh, the yeah. movies more than the movies themselves. Yeah, I think that's especially true with streaming coming to pro- predominate the market now. Oh, we're just you gonna can... skip over the people hating movies. <laughs> <laughs> well, I saw a good moment for a segue, and I that's... took it. Go for it. <laughs> And now we've ruined it. <laughs> I just wanted to call you out right there. Just like, oh, we're just gonna. Oh, okay, okay. You're just you're taking the reins on this one. Yep. Fine. <laughs> but I I I think that um yeah, streaming is is changing the the movie market dynamic a little bit because you have super easy access to so many movies now. Mm-hmm. Oh like, yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. Actually, right now specifically, this is going to like. There's so many things I've said date wise. But this is also going to pinpoint exactly when we're doing this. This weekend has been uh, Hulu HBO for free. I don't mm-hmm. know if you have a Hulu account, but I uh, do. they uh, you can see all these like there's way bigger variety of movies on Hulu right now that you can see um, uh, because it's like it. it's like HBO mm-hmm. and you can only do it for free like this weekend. Okay. I think it just says free free HBO weekend or whatever. Um, that's why I've been watching all these movies because they're all HBO movies or expiring okay. soon. But do you think I mean so for streaming streaming services in general just broad stroke do you think it's killing or it's helping Hollywood I think it's helping okay I think it is forcing a differentiation of the market where movie theaters have to sell uh the experience of going to the movie they have to sell the the big stuff that you have to see on the big screen with the yeah. best quality speakers all these flashy 200 million dollar movies and stuff Mm -hmm. but i think they're improving people's access to just content in general and i think it's uh actually focusing the culture more on movies and tv as an industry yeah we get more into it we get more absorbed with it because it's right there we can access it whenever we want yeah and so i think it's i think it's increasing demand for more and more content yeah which helps um something i've noticed with tv specifically is that so there's two things there's two kind of uh there's a helping and there's kind of a hurting helping wise i think like for me for me me for example brooklyn 99 mm-hmm. um it's a show that i discovered on hulu and then i started watching and i binged it in a week like binged all four scenes in a week three and times three times well th- <laughs> three times over the course of like three or four weeks but yeah no i binged it three times yeah um and i love it and now i'm watching it on tv mm-hmm. um so that having that access to catch up on a show quickly helps TV in that people are going to be able to see the show because no one's going to go watch the season premiere of uh, of Walking Dead if they're a season and a half behind. Right. And there's no way that they can watch the episodes in order because that's a show you have to watch the episodes in order. Yeah. Um. So having those things put on Netflix, like they put season seven on netflix a month before season eight release yep so it gave people that chance to catch up if they missed it which i did mm-hmm. and then people a lot more people will tune in yeah but i think that there's a a connection that's bigger with the characters when you have the chance to binge all the sh- all the character all the shows mm-hmm. in one big sitting because you get attached to them but when you're watching a show if it's a new show that released and it's the series finale or series premiere and you're watching it, you're like, oh, okay, this is cool. And then you kind of get a little bit attached, and then you have to wait a week. 
mm-hmm. and then your connection to the characters just kind of dies. And and this is just in my experience that if, if I've never actually seen a series premiere on TV, yeah. if, unless it's like a connected show like Flash, because mm-hmm. I've been right. watching Arrow. Right. But I think there's that, that week that people get less attached, so they will there's less of a chance that they'll actually watch the next episode. Okay. Unless it's a really, really, really good series premiere. True. So that's like, yeah. So that's like, yeah. Yeah. I, I thought I had more, but I, I think I pretty much covered well, it. I, I, I think you do make a good point, but I think that there's also an advantage to releasing week by week as opposed, as opposed to dumping all at once. Yeah. Is that for a show that you are invested in, like you see this, especially with something like game of Thrones, you build a whole bunch of anticipation from week to week and there's a whole cottage industry de- uh, devoted to recapping the previous episode and mm-hmm. making predictions for the next one and uh, things like that. And you can't really get that, can't get that same effect when you dump everything at once. Yeah. Like, for example, something like House of Cards, which has been a very popular show, yeah. uh, is a Netflix original. So they've been dropping all the episodes at once since it started. Mm-hmm. And so when it first came out, it was kind of a cultural phenomenon. And now... Like, season five dropped, and in a week, everyone had forgot about it and stopped talking about it. That's true, yeah. There's a, it's a, I don't want to say law of diminishing return, but it's kind of a, um, it's a temporary high. Yeah. Kind of thing. Um, something I, something I've noticed, like, with Netflix, with originals, uh, is that I think people have a certain capacity for current content. Mm-hmm. You can only watch so many shows at once and kind of keep track of it all and be, and yeah like them all that's true like i'm pretty much i'm i'm capped at capacity with walking dead and brooklyn 99 right now mm-hmm. um there's no other shows that i'm watching right now that i'm really invested in at the moment uh rick and morty rick too. and morty but that's a but they're week done. to week and nope one more one more yeah one, one more, more tonight tonight yeah uh wow that literally pinpointed that, the exact date that recording yep, this. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's been kind of general it got more more and more specific all right um, you know when we are so when the time travel assassins kill us later this episode it's, it's they don't know fault. what time it's four thirty-seven right now okay. um <laughs> high time traveling assassins <laughs> um but i think there's a capacity so when you've got netflix and hulu and amazon prime You've got amazing shows like House of Cards. Mm-hmm. Uh, you said that Ozark is really good. Ozark is great. You've got Man in the High Castle. Mm-hmm. You've got, uh, I don't know what Hulu shows are the, really good. Uh, Vikings is good. Handmaid's Tale is supposed to be really good. Oh, is that on Hulu? Yeah. Okay. That's the Hulu original. That's Hulu. Okay. So you've got these things, these really good shows that people watch, but it's kind of like capping their, like how many shows they want to watch. So they're not going to seek out new ones that are on TV. Mm-hmm. And these streaming shows or these streaming channels uh services very heavily advertise their own stuff oh yeah Yeah. over anything else you go to netflix and it's always the most recent netflix original that's always up at the top and also except for like really rare cases like the walking dead yes when they released episodes or season seven it was just like that was their um that was their thing thing yeah but they know they're gonna get a lot of people from that yeah um so i think in some cases, though, I think that the streaming services doesn't affect it at all. And specific shows, or two specific shows I have is The Walking Dead and Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Those are two shows that there is such a wide, wide audience for them mm-hmm. that people want to have watch parties for them. Yeah. Um, whenever Game of Thrones is airing, I don't watch. I, I'm trying to, but... <laughs> He's working on <laughs> it, ladies and gentlemen. Still He's on episode three. <laughs> um, but... 
I see people having watch parties every week. Oh yeah. That's um, a thing. Walking Dead, not so much for like large groups of people, but families get together to see Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mom and I might get together and start watching because she she and I are both caught up. Um, but I think that's just kind of what it is. Like for those specific shows. Yeah. Is that it doesn't affect it that much. Big cultural phenomenon type yeah. shows. Okay. Yeah, I'd buy that. Perfect spoiler. Uh so Perfect spoiler? Spoiler, damn it. <laughs> well, okay, that's a good segue. <laughs> what do you feel about commercial spoiling <laughs> spoiling movies? I realized that we had no segue into this uh, one. Okay. So, cleanest, just... cleanest segue of all time. Hey, I messed up saying segue and made it spoiler, so it was kind of a little bit of a segue. Yeah, you kind of spoiled the topic ahead of time there. That's true. Segway. Uh, anyway. How do you feel about commercials spoiling <laughs> TV shows, movies, words? Uh, well, I mean, I don't think anyone likes it, but I think that there's more to talk about with regards to spoilers than just, oh, spoilers are bad. Yeah. I mean, obviously, don't spoil stuff for your friends. If you do, I give them full rights to kick you in the balls well okay uh this is very very side topic we'll come back to this exactly but like what do you think the the threshold for spoiling things is well it depends on the medium like if it's a week okay, to, tv show week if to it's TV a show. if it's a week to week tv show i give it a week i would say yeah probably because that's something that they're probably keeping up with I'd so say after, after the next episode after the next episode airs it's okay to go back yeah. and spoil the what about one. streaming services drop it all at once streaming services drop all at once i feel like a month is maybe a comfortable space there okay uh, it depends on how many episodes are in this. This in is this, this is true. It depends on how long it is and how big it is and all that. Yeah. Um. But a, a month feels comfortable. I mean, still always like be careful about spoiling stuff. But please do. Yes. Um. And then what about movies? Movies. Um, I honestly, preferably, avoid massive spoilers like plot, like plot twists, like twist mm-hmm. endings and stuff like that until it's on DVD. Yeah, I think I think until it's done with theaters and on DVD, uh, it's out of box office. Yeah, um, I, I think that's probably reasonable. Very small things like uh, like with Wonder Woman, just because my mom was in here talking about Wonder Woman, that there was a ragtag team of people. That's after like opening weekend. Yeah, no, you Sm- can, very small stuff like that that yeah, isn't covered. You can you can talk about minor stuff like that pretty much with abandon and who the villain is if mm-hmm. they didn't like explore. Anyway, so commercials. Uh, you said you've told me before that there was this kind of like. I don't know if it was a study or people. Yeah, yeah. There's some really interesting research out there. I think it was a like a um, psychology study that showed that people oftentimes do enjoy movies and TV more if it's spoiled for them ahead of time. And that kind of, I, I can see that totally. That except for the case of Kingsman, uh, specifically that like it was spoiled that Harry Hart was back. Yeah, and then that I don't like because that moment should have and impact. it wasn't it should more. be it should be a surprise. Yeah, and it wasn't more than just oh he's back. Yeah, um, I think I think moments like that that are designed to have an impact should not be spoiled. Yeah, so what makes a good commercial then? Um, I think a good commercial is one that gets you interested but doesn't get you where you're like okay I know well, no, what shit. happens. I'm not talking about it's, like the result is... in your mind. Yeah, of the, I'm talking about what specifically makes a good commercial. Something that doesn't tell you enough of the story that you can start piecing things together. Something that's like, okay, I kind of have an idea of what's going on, but I need to go see the movie to mm-hmm. see more. Do you think movies uh, that are kind of 60% comedy, 40% comic book action, should they put 
as many funny scenes in the trailers as they do? No, because then you get the problem. You get to the movie and it's like, well, okay, I've seen all the funny scenes in the yep. trailer Soft six or seven times and laughed at them all. So this isn't even funny for me anymore. Yeah. How do you feel about like styles of commercials? What do you mean? Styles? I don't know. I don't know. I just like I mean... bullshitted this question. hoping you might have something <laughs> well, in your brain. I mean, so like you, you look at action movie and like superhero movie trailers from the past 10 years or so, and they all follow like this very rigorous format. Mm -hmm. And at some point that just starts to feel really old. You kind of just start waiting for each of the beats to happen. Yeah. It's like, okay, so here's the upbeat early 30 seconds and oh, now here's the bad thing that suddenly happened. And then, okay. And then here's the title card and then here's the five second joke after the title card. And yeah. Uh, it, it, it gets a little too formulaic. It's the same structure I, every single time. Yeah, yeah. I, want, I want interesting trailers that keep me engaged and make me want to watch the movie, but not where I'm like, okay, I know what's going to happen now. How do you feel about them CGIing things to change it? Um, for example, there's been speculation that uh, in the Justice League trailer, the guy at the end, it's not actually a red cape, but they CGI'd it red to make you think it's Superman, but it might actually be green, making it like uh, a lantern. Hmm. Because they can do that. Yeah. They, they can yeah, do it for trailers. Easily. And it's, and it's uh, personally, I like it a lot. I like it when you, when I like misleading the viewers for a trailer, I, I, but in a way that you're like, oh, I want to see that, but it's got to be in a way that the actual thing is way better. Yeah. I'm, I'm uncomfortable with saying studios to just go ahead and outright lie to their viewers like that, because like, admittedly, if it is something that's actually better then okay, that's good. But I do not trust studios to have a good understanding of, okay, so we show them this to get them in, and then once they see it, it's actually this, which is much better. I don't trust yeah. studios' judgment on that. Okay. How do you feel about one thing, that like a trailer, a series of trailers that I have liked a lot is the Force Awakens trailers. Because yes. one thing that's misleading, but it's not lying, is that you only see Finn with a lightsaber. You never see Rey with a lightsaber. And then yeah. she's the one with the Force sensitivity. Yeah, the, the Force Awakens whole marketing campaign, I think, was done really well. There yeah. was that first like minute and a half trailer. The There has been an do, awakening. Do, 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 do. Yeah, do. that one. <laughs> and it's it, it's just a little bit of... This is Star Wars. We have Star Wars again mm -hmm. to get you excited, but it doesn't tell you a darn thing about the story. No kidding. And then, well, they both uh, seven, episodes seven and eight have done like an in-production video where they kind of go behind the scenes and they and they show like, okay, here's like some of the alien models we're working on, and yeah, here's like this actor being interviewed for ten seconds about what how excited they are to be in a Star Wars movie, and those. Those are really cool because, it, again, it's like, okay, these are people that care about Star Wars yeah. and they're making it. And then they actually started going into, like, the, the real trailers. And mm -hmm. it was the, – the trailers, I think, were all very engaging, but they gave very little away from the story. And I, I like your point about showing Finn holding the lightsaber only. It's it's misdirection, but it's in the movie. Yeah. And so the, you're you're hiding details, but at the same time – like it's actually in the movie you're you're still excited to see what happens. I think an effective trailer is one that plays to rumors that and it's got to be so hard to do this, but it's playing mm -hmm. to rumors that people have and that are out there that makes it seem like it's confirming the rumors in a way that makes you more excited to see it, mm -hmm. but then it turns out the twist is way better. Like that. Yeah. Like people are like, "Oh, is Finn like the one that's force sensitive?" Mm -hmm. Um it, and then they're like, oh, he has the, the lightsaber. And then people are like, oh, shit. 
And then we went to see the movie and it's like, oh shit, it's Ray. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Stuff like that. I think I think a lot of studios could take a lot of lessons from uh, the the Force Awakens marketing campaign. Yeah. And it seems like they're doing the same approach for episode eight where mm-hmm. they release one teaser with some very basic stuff to like, this is Star Wars. Star Wars is back, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Get excited. And then the production video. And we're supposed to getting be getting our first full length trailer within like the week. So I thought we already had our first full length trailer. Well, there's like that sort of two thirds length teaser trailer thing. Okay. They're calling that a teaser trailer. Gotcha. Like the first one from Force Awakens. Yeah. We're supposed to be getting like an actual two and a half minute real trailer like this week. So okay. So something that you have a tendency. So your equivalent to my like foreshadowing mm-hmm. is being able to tell if the movie is going to be good based yeah. on the trailers like i should i should actually start doing this as i should just make predictions and like because yeah. I'm, I'm i i'm really good at it i don't want to brag but <laughs> you like, are i can if you if you if i watch the trailers for a movie and i have just a little bit of background information on it i can tell you pretty accurately like what the imdb score is what the meta score is going to be uh rotten tomatoes i don't know the system as well so i'm not as fluent in the number there mm-hmm. but I, I can tell you how good a movie is going to be how much i'm going to enjoy it how much you're probably going to enjoy it okay that's my skill so like what typically do you kind of see that gives like what what are some i feel like in in your in your system it's more of just like that looks like it's going to be good in the movie this looks like it's going to be bad in the movie i um well, I start to try to piece things together in my mind. Be like, okay, how are they going to make this work in the whole actual movie? Mm-hmm. And if it feels like there's interesting ways everything that's in the trailer could all fit together, then I get excited. And if not, then I'm like, this is going to be bad. Um, another thing I look for surprisingly is the writing. Because, I mean, that's something that you have to look, really look at in a movie holistically. But, like, you can actually judge a lot from a, a trailer's the, the lines that they include in a trailer. Yeah. If you look at it and you're like, okay, that's uncomfortable writing in a trailer. It's like, that's supposed to be the best moment. That makes yeah. me a little worried. That's true. Um, so, th- like, that was... No, not not Kingsman. I don't remember. There was a movie recently where that happened, but I don't remember it, so... Awesome. Great story. Out. Yes. <laughs> don't cut this out. Nope. Leave it in. Embarrass yourself. <laughs> <laughs> See, you have control over this now. You can embarrass me, but you can't embarrass yourself. Mm-hmm. You're safe. Yeah. I'll just make sure to embarrass you more. Uh, oh, one other thing on trailers. Uh, how do you feel about, like, trailers that include scenes that end up not being in the movie? Like, Rogue One is I kind of the big I fucking hate that. Out. Yeah. That, okay, that is something that's similar to, like, what I was talking about, how CGI-ing something, like, mm-hmm. lying to them. Yeah. Like, if there's a really cool, like you just said, Rogue One, that fucking TIE fighter. The TIE fighter that coming up. That is such a cool shot. That was a sick shot. That would have been fucking amazing in the movie. Yeah. But it wasn't in the movie. Yeah. So that, that, that enrages me. But it's yeah. something that I don't really notice because it doesn't, a shot missing from the film doesn't stick out as much as a shot that is in the film because you don't see it. Mm-hmm. So I didn't notice that. I, I like, I watched the trailer and I thought it was a cool shot mm-hmm. watching the movie. I didn't notice it until someone pointed it out. It's like, Oh, Hey, this shot was never there. Okay. And the shot with acrylic net running through the beach was never there. Yeah. It's like, I, yeah, no, you're right. I didn't see okay. that. Cause I, cause I watched the movie and I was like, wait, where's my tie fighter gin <laughs> stare down? I wanted that. I paid good money for that. Yeah. <laughs> see, I don't, I mean, this is kind of a, 
this is this is kind of a decent segue into the the kind of the end of it. It's like, what do you look forward to in a movie? And I'm sure it differs for every type of movie. Uh, it, it does. I mean, if I like the people involved, then I get excited. Mm-hmm. So Blade Runner 2049, I've been fairly excited for for a while because for one thing i really like ryan gosling and uh robin wright and jared leto's pretty good i'm not a huge like jared leto fan but he's a good actor See, i'm starting to become a jared leto fan actually well good yeah i mean he is a talented actor he is yes yeah suicide stand squad notwithstanding we're actually gonna i actually do want to talk about this in the next episode just because that's i have a way to tie that in that Mm -hmm. like uh just a teaser of the next episode um Coming I don't soon to a podcast near you. I don't think he did a terrible job as that character. No, I think it was more the writing and the it's directing. It's very similar. So what I'm thinking of like, so I've got, you've got the two examples of that where it's like, it's that it's a good character, but it's not that character is, yeah. uh, him and Steve Trevor. Okay. Um, Lex Luthor is a little different just because like his motivations and stuff didn't make well, all that, that was, garbage. Yeah, he was just badly written. Yeah. We'll leave him to um, the side. And that was a case where Jesse, or, Mark Zuckerberg, uh, <laughs> uh, he did a good job with that type of character. Right. That was like, and however, that character is poorly written. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, oh, that's kind of the same case as Joker. Yeah. Uh, but no, I, I do like, that was a good, it just wasn't the Joker. Right. Um, anyway, so that's anyway. Yeah. So like if the, anyway, I, I, I like when a movie's coming out, I like it if the, if I like the people involved. So, like Blade Runner 2049, I liked a lot of the actors, and I really like the director, Denise Villeneuve. Mm-hmm. He did uh, Arrival and Sicario and Prisoners and Incendies, all of which are movies that I have Only one that I've seen loved. of that is Arrival, and it was fucking amazing. <laughs> yeah, that one... <laughs> that one does the time thing that I like. That one, yeah. <laughs> that, one, that one may be my favorite of his movies, but I really love everything I've seen by him. And mm-hmm. so just the fact that he is doing another movie is enough to get me excited and then it's uh, I, i'm i'm not a huge fan of the fact that they threw him into an existing property but at the same time like property property because <laughs> well so a lot of studios will do this they'll they'll grab a, a sort of an indie director and they'll say here come direct our our big budget movie colin trevorrow was actually a great example of that because he did a, a indie movie safety not guaranteed which i haven't seen but it's supposed to be pretty good okay and then Jurassic World came Colin and was like, hey, you want to come direct our $200 million dinosaur movie? And so he did that and maybe wasn't the best fit for it. Yeah. And clearly wasn't the best fit for Star Wars Episode Nine. Mm-hmm. So studios will do that. And I wasn't super excited about the fact that they were taking this kind of independent director. He's not like an indie guy, but he sort of does his own thing. I wasn't super excited about the fact that they're taking this guy that I really love and forcing him into an existing franchise. Yeah. But then, like, the trailers started to come out, and I was like, okay, so it looks like they've got the tone down, and these are good actors, and it looks like there's going to be some interesting pieces of the story here. And, like, they have respect for the, the at least the, the sentiments and the ideas of the original book and movie. And so, okay, I'm on board. This looks good. Yeah. I think, for me, and this is a weird one, that the part... The parts that I love in the mo- in a movie the most is the parts that make me cry. Yeah. And it's it's the things where like there's a realization or there's a like a crushing moment mm-hmm. in the character's life or something that like that it makes you choke up. Mm-hmm. And like I look for those in every movie. Yeah. 
because that that A shows the good writing and B shows the good chops of the character if the actor. Yeah. Because if, if it if it makes me buy it, then that's like I have depression, so I know what real crying looks like. If the actor can Im- imitate it to the point where I'm convinced, mm-hmm. then like I'm I I love it. Mm-hmm. It's really good. Yeah. And I think that kind of leads into next time's topic, which is what makes a good movie. Yeah. So we're gonna spend a lot of time next time talking about what makes a good movie. And yes, leave a comment. That's kind of like how I wanted to do that. Just like if you're listening, leave a comment specifically for the next episode Mm -hmm. what do you think makes movies good yeah like what what's something you look forward to like like we discussed Mm -hmm. what's what's something that if it doesn't happen in a movie then you're just like this was a garbage movie and that's what you sound like yep that's that's you listener (laughs) dear listener (laughs) all right so shall we well shall thanks guys for listening I'm going to stop doing that. Uh, (laughs) I got a headache all of a sudden. (laughs) Thanks, guys, for listening. If you're on YouTube, go ahead and like and subscribe. Uh, Leave a comment there. Tell us about what you think makes a good movie. Go think about your favorite movies and why are they your favorites. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you're on SoundCloud, follow us there and do the iTunes thing. Go on our Facebook Twitch or our Facebook Twitch. <laughs> I was going to talk about Twitter and I got out of my <laughs> Oh my God, that was awesome. Facebook Oh page. no. Oh no. I've ruined it. Uh, I've ruined everything. Go like our Facebook page. Yeah, leave a comment there. And we uh, also have a Twitter. We have a Twitter now. That's I what made I was, a Twitter. That's why I said Twage because I was thinking <laughs> I had to say Twitter. Our first tweet is, sup bitches, we have a Twitter now. <laughs> I'm amazing at the medias yep. of the social. He's he is good. He is the social media master. That is a lie. <laughs> but yeah, so go on Facebook or Twitter and leave tweet a at us. Yeah, tweet at us. That's the Twitter thing. Tweet tweet us. Uh, yep. Twit do the tweet do the twatters. Yep, that's it. Ooh, <laughs> oh snap! <laughs> that was that was <laughs> Wait. <laughs> um. Yeah, so tell us what you think makes a movie good. Tell us uh, movies that you saw that you liked or didn't like. Um, ideas for upcoming episodes we should talk about. If you tweet at us, I will literally, I will plug you. I will give you a shout out. Mm-hmm. Because we don't have enough listeners to. Yeah. Like, so. so I can tell you, sir or ma'am, the one that is listening about you. Yeah. That's always nice. Yeah. We I like will. when people tell me about me yeah. when it's a good thing. Yeah. That's a rarity. Yeah. So if you if you tell us something, if you tell us something, we're either gonna be like, "Hey, that's that's great," or "No, that's wrong. You're dumb." Call me a dickhead. That's always do it. I dare you. Call me a call me a spineless twerp with a small penis. Do it. Do it. See what happens. (laughs) If you post that, it's gonna be the greatest (laughs) thing in the world. Post tweet. If you tweet that, there's a difference. Anyway, Anyway. I think that's it. Okay. Thanks, guys. Bye. 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 oh i see because it's got it's kind of leading into the next one it's a little like it's not like the end it's kind of oh it's the next episode see look at me foreshadowing and everything and you caught it did you do that on purpose no